Today's gospel narrative of Jesus's temptation in the desert, I do believe is among uh, some of the most sacred stories really in the life of Jesus, for it had to come from his own lips. After all, he was alone. He must have told his disciples about this most intimate experience. Every year that on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear of this extraordinary encounter, this encounter between Jesus and the devil in the desert. This year, of course, we hear Mark's account. It's very brief, only two verses. There is no mention of the particular temptations. It simply states, the spirit drove Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days tempted by Satan. Such an interesting word choice by Mark, the spirit drove Jesus. Well, blessed Columba Marmion in Christ and his mysteries rightly asks, isn't this strange? Isn't this strange? The father has just declared that Jesus is his beloved son. Of course, blessed Marmion is referring to our Lord's baptism in the river Jordan. The spirit of love, he says, rests upon Jesus. And behold, immediately this spirit hastens him off to the desert for him to be exposed to the devil's suggestions there. What a mystery, he says. What then can be the meaning of so extraordinary an episode in the life of Christ? Well, scripture commentaries all agree. They tell us that Jesus' temptation plots the course of his mission. A question is the nature of Jesus's mission. What kind of Messiah would Jesus be? Satan attempts to detour Jesus from the path of suffering the Father calls him to endure, the path of suffering that Christ voluntarily undertakes. Jesus chose the method by which he would save us by which he would win us for God. He rejects the way of power and glory and accepts the way of suffering and the cross. The drama in today's gospel immediately does follow Jesus's baptism when the father declared Jesus to be his beloved son. Pope Benedict so beautifully uh, connects Jesus's temptation with his baptism because it is there, he says, that Jesus enters into solidarity with sinners. It is there that he humbly submits himself to the Father's will. Jesus put our sins on his back as he plunged into the baptismal waters of the River Jordan. Then he offers to heal us through his passion and death. The second reading from 1 Peter expresses this beautifully. Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might deliver you, deliver me, to God. We explore the great mystery of Jesus' temptation in the desert the first Sunday of Lent every year because Jesus gives us a great pattern to follow throughout it. Jesus is driven by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days. We are invited by that same spirit into a sort of desert, into a penitential period of 40 days. 
And it is God's desire that we enter into this sacred time, that we enter into our quote-unquote deserts, that we enter into the silence, that we enter into the sacred time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Jesus was tested. Satan attempted to get Jesus to compromise his relationship as son to his father, attempted to get Jesus to doubt or even reject himself as the beloved son. We too are tempted. Every day tempted to embrace the comforts of the world. Every day tempted to deny the father's love. Every day tempted to reject his offer of mercy. Every day tempted to deny the reality of who we are in the Father's eyes, who our neighbor is in his eyes as well, that we are all made in his image and likeness, that we are all sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, and that we are called to union with him, that we are called with the psalmist to love and truth, and that we are called with Jesus in today's gospel to trust and surrender. Jesus was driven by the Holy Spirit into the desert to embrace our humanity and to overcome sin and death. He was determined. He was unshakably determined. On our behalf, he embraced the covenant established throughout salvation history and the promise that it accomplished. We hear of it in today's first reading from Genesis, where five times God speaks to Noah of the covenant and his promise to never destroy all mortal beings through the flood again. The covenant, an exchange of persons. The Father offered his only begotten sons to us, a son to us. It is our life's journey then to offer ourselves in exchange as part of this covenant. We are being called to embrace the covenant and its accompanying promise, called to be determined, unshakable really in our attempts to do the Father's will, called to embrace our own identity as sons and daughters of beloved sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father, called to be humbly confident. Confident knowing that as the angels ministered to Jesus as he, he was tempted in the desert, so too will the Heavenly Father send angels to minister to us. As the Gospel says, my friends, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. On Wednesday, so many lined up and we received our ashen crosses. We publicly display the reality that we know that we are sinners in needs of God's mercy and that we have fallen in love with our Savior. Priests across the world stood before their congregations and said the words that today's gospel ends with, repent and believe in the gospel. This year, of course, because of the pandemic, priests said these words only once. Normally, of course, you would say these over each person coming up for their ashen cross. But we do know that we are not saved as a group. Each of us must ultimately make our own act of faith to repent and believe in the gospel. And so we pray this beautiful prayer that opened today's Mass, we call it the Collect. 
And in this opening prayer, we ask God to help us grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. The riches hidden in Christ is who God is. The riches in, hidden in Christ is also, my friends, who we are, that we are his. And the effects of the pursuit of this reality is peace and joy, and ultimately, please God, eternal happiness. Our Lenten journeys do go through the cross. They enter into our deserts. Today we come here asking the Spirit to drive us into our Lenten deserts. We come here asking the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to inspire us, all the while knowing that suffering is sometimes our lot in this life. We don't seek it out, of course, it seems to find us these days. But we recognize, as St. Augustine so beautifully said in today's Office of Readings, no one knows himself, no one knows herself, except through trial. Christ, our head, preceded us in the desert trial. Now we, the body of Christ, follow. If in Christ we have been tempted, Augustine says, in him we will overcome. And so we gather today and ask the Spirit to help us realize that our suffering is an opportunity for union. Our suffering is an opportunity for union with Christ, who has already endured this suffering on our behalf. The end result is true peace. The end result is overwhelming joy and ultimately to be fulfilled, perfectly fulfilled as a human person. My friends, let us embrace our Lenten journeys in the desert and let us pray for each other and may God be praised. Amen. <laughs>